The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 75. We oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like a milestone. Yeah, I think really it's like episode 95 if you count the <laughs> uncounted episodes. We don't. <laughs> so yeah, so here we are back to episode 75. Before we get started, uh, uh because we you, you, oh, go you ahead. know what we should you know what we should do? What? We should do like what um what comic books do uh-huh right and count all of the uh, the issues that weren't like numbered correctly or the the ones from other volumes and stuff like that and just redo our numbering at number 100 dude yeah we could be like uh what well, what did they call it uh whenever they rebooted dc a few years back the new 52 oh yeah, or, or the most recent one was Rebirth. Yeah. That happened, like, last year or uh, something like that. Yeah. B&E Rebirth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so welcome to B&E Rebirth, episode one. Um, uh, but, well, since we're primarily horror-themed, let's be B&E Afterbirth. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> welcome to the Placenta cast. <laughs> but uh because Uh, we've done a terrible job of this in the past and we've been called out i urge all the listeners to check out smithard and shaw's podcast (laughs) (laughs) i I believe that we we hyped it one of the first episodes and even though we talk about matt shaw's books we really haven't hyped it and we've been called out multiple times Uh, um it's it's kind of funny yeah yeah, i don't mind being called out on it it's fine um no it's free publicity right yeah yeah so um but uh yeah check out are you sure with smithered and shaw it's it's pretty funny um so anyway I wouldn't know. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Brian, uh, what's new with you? <laughs> um, n- not much, I guess. You know, just gearing up for the holiday season. <laughs> and, and what does that entail for you? Uh, I'm going on a trip to Africa. For two weeks <laughs> yeah yep and you know that's what everyone thinks of uh whenever you think of christmas you think of christmas yeah uh, obviously you, you think of snow on the savannah <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah like cheetahs with little hats on i was thinking of stuff. like santa's sled pulled by like magical cheetahs oh that would be so cool <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah well yeah so we're uh we're not gonna have a podcast wait we i think there really won't be a delay maybe no, a one week delay in between it, it's episodes. basically in our normal <clears throat> schedule anyway yeah so 
Anyway, yeah, he scheduled his trip to Africa around the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but today we are covering uh, shit. I can't remember the name of the film. Uh, we're covering the Mother of Tears and, and Night of Something Strange. Night of Something Strange. Yeah, uh, but before we get into all of that. Brian, what what's new with you? <laughs> God. Uh, uh, there's very little horror news right now. Actually, the thing that I'm the most excited about as far as new stuff goes, and this really isn't horror, but all of uh, Unsolved Mysteries is going to Amazon. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Um but I mean, if <laughs> I don't know how big our unsolved mystery family is, and, and also like the, you know that inherently just by the title is is unhappy like endings, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm really excited about this. All these missing kids that were never found. It wasn't always like kids. It, it I was... know, but I mean, like, no, but I, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Like terrible things that happen that no one knows why, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh yes, give me some well, of that. Oh, well, I mean, since they've already been, since it's happened, I'm ha- happy now that there's available documentation about it. I, I okay. think it was pretty so from easy. A purely historical <laughs> point of view, you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid the the new administration is going to delete all that unsolved uh, yeah. mystery data. <laughs> Um, well, you know, it would be kind of a neat thing to do is like watch it and then look it up, you know, and see, see if they, if they were. Yeah, because yeah. I remember there was a there was an episode about I think it was a bassist of Iron Butterfly. Uh, Interesting. He thought he could time travel and he was like, dude, I'm off. I'm going to go time travel. And then they never saw him again. And that's where the episode ended. But then like. Years later, they're like, they found the remains of this guy. <laughs> he just went in the woods. And- I, I was I was expecting, and then years later, he showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I told you yesterday that I would time travel. Um, but he's got like a long beard and he's all gray and stuff. <laughs> he was just hiding. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so other than, than unsolved mysteries, <laughs> um, not a hundred percent positive uh, of what uh, to be excited about and, and scary. I, I have something that's kind of funny to me. Huh. Um, so like Rob Zombie, uh-huh. right, is doing a uh, contest for thirty one, right? Or I guess technically for Shutter. Um, where if you do a, um, movie poster for 31 Mm -hmm. and you win and he picks it, then you get like a year subscription to shutter and like a tree ornament. That's kind (laughs) of cool. But whenever you put it into dollar context, it's like, cool. Thanks for the $65. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. That's the thing is like everybody in like the comments about it and stuff are just ripping him a new one because it's like, why on earth would we do all that work for such a little payoff? And then somebody like the they're talking about it on Reddit and the top comment on Reddit 
is would 31 artistically placed turd emojis work do you think (laughs) (laughs) dude that movie was so bad it it Um, really was bad yeah it it was it was not very good (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah which uh, normally i i guess we would be hyping uh next episode or next episode is our end of year right our top five of the year our our traditional end of the year after the year is over yeah and i i mean i'm at a loss i don't know how much horror is gonna make my top five and i mean it doesn't have to be we're not like exclusively horror no i know but me specifically I'm horror. No, no, but like specifically, I'm super into horror films, right? And yeah. and generally, the past what three years, the three times we've done it, at least a bunch of my films are are horror or thriller. And this year, I don't know, man. Like, is, did Dumb and Dumber two come out this year? <laughs> like, I mean, there's just not much, not a whole lot to choose from. Obviously, there are three that will make it, but uh, I don't know that that was obviously. But yeah, <laughs> there are three. I mean, I'm pretty sure that will make it. But honestly, I'm thinking the other two might be superhero films. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I usually try to do, you know, genre picks. Yeah. That's what I usually try to do. I know uh, we we always uh, have to give our rationale at the top yeah. of those, but <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I guess uh, since oh, there's not, should, yeah, and then after that is our House of Leaves episode. Yeah, so that's the reason we haven't covered uh, books for a while. That depending on time. how it goes. But depending on how it goes, it might be like part one of House of Leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get old, old favorite uh, friend of the show, Bobby Bass on. Fan favorite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, wasn't he only on one episode that didn't get aired? No. And he, then I remembered he's been on a couple. Yeah. He's been on some before. But. In, in, including that one that. Uh, he pissed off the author because he mispronounced his name or whatever. Oh yeah, that guy got so <laughs> mad. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, I'd love whenever uh, we get uh, strong feedback either way yeah. from the author. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the film community has really ever given a shit. Uh, I know we are still here. Was kind of happy uh, that we hyped him. If you even remember that, yeah. Uh, that movie was good. Yeah, I loved it. Like anytime you do ghosts and slashers together, I'm excited. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> super slashers. Oh, there is a, a movie coming out that I can't decide if it's straight up dumb or uh-huh. looks amazing. It's called Pitchfork. Okay. And is it's it a, about bro- a sentient pitchfork. No, no, that would even be better. No, <laughs> this guy. It kind of looks like Hatchet, where it's this low budget uh, wannabe '80s film. Okay. I'm not dogging Hatchet. I love Hatchet One only, but um, but uh, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like it's just it's yeah. trying. It's a throwback. And so this uh, this is a guy attacking teenagers, and he's got a pitchfork, a full pitchfork for a hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like with the shaft and everything. Like, uh, no, like his arm is okay. the shaft, but his hand. I'm, I'm just, I'm just picturing a guy like cut off where your hand would be, and then like a six foot pitchfork at the end. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, dude, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> it looks like one of those mascot things at the baseball game. You know, uh-huh. but it's a pitchfork, you know, and so <laughs> it's really, really bad, but it also looks amazing. So uh, and hopefully I think the best uh, throwback like that that I've seen in a long time was the slashing we did mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Uh, the funniest. Uh, I still laugh thinking about the pizza guy. It's so, so good. That's exactly what made me just giggle. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Pizza. If this, <laughs> and then, then later there's like 30 pizza guys dead. <laughs> so, piled up in the yard. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, so good. Um, so good. Did we cover? Uh, either way, it's not what we cover this year. It's what came out this year. I was going to say, did we yeah. cover that this year? But yeah. So, all right. Well, if you want, what do you want to jump into first? Um, let's, ah, let's do um, the Night of Something Strange. All right. We will be right back with our review of the Night of Something Strange. Two versus three, nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the B&E Network hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> <laughs> episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and Gigglefits. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. All right, we're back with Night of Something Strange. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I couldn't tell if you were still there or not. Um, oh, I'm here. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is basically kind of a trauma-esque film. Uh, you, yeah. If you're into trauma, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, uh, I can only make other references to movies you've probably never seen then <laughs> like like it's it's trashy in a in a way that's ultimately camp uh just super yeah. campy yeah it gets like so trashy it circles back around yeah to not offensive at all <laughs> uh yeah. kind of not pink flamingos but other john waters films kind of feel to it um it essentially it's just a zombie film i mean there's nothing it's not breaking new ground or anything like that but it is uh it's a zombie film uh do you want to go into the plot of it well i mean it's basically in in a way it's is kind of night of living dead <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I, I mean like even to the well sort of it's just like if night of the living dead instead of they were holed up in a house at the end it was a motel yeah yeah and Okay, let me start off with some of the praise that I have for it. It's Go for it. Given uh, what I would assume is a very, like an extremely limited budget, probably less than yeah. 10 grand, I would say. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, the IMDb has the budget uh, estimated at 40. 
40 okay well that's not surprising either but i mean it's a very limited budget given that nothing looks bad there's a lot of good practical effects i mean Uh nothing looks overly convincing either it's just they didn't half-ass throw everything in post you know yeah yeah um no like real cheap cgi blood and stuff like that yeah uh but uh, actually i do think there was one scene that had some but i mean all, yeah but it, most it wasn't of it like is, it wasn't like zombies or anything like that no no <laughs> uh but it it shot well um yeah my good. big criticism of it is that I, and this might fall on me i couldn't follow the film there was no set there was a set group of characters, but I didn't know who we were rooting for or not because everyone seemed kind of expendable, but not mm-hmm. in the way that like The Walking Dead, everyone's expendable, like in in a, a way where you really didn't care and there wasn't much to differentiate the people other than these are stereotypes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the the total douche guy, the uh the 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 loner with a heart of gold yeah yeah <laughs> the uh girl that kind of leads him on whenever she's in trouble <laughs> and is that you know what i'm saying like yeah it, it's just everyone fit in these very uh, uh tropesy boxes and, and the hero <laughs> and well that was the loner with the heart of gold oh okay i thought you meant the kind of creepy the fat guy. No, that's the fat guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was his, that was his archetype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really know like what they were aiming for as far as like who we should be rooting for. And I'm not saying that in films you need to root for people. There's a lot of, Friday the 13th films where it's Jason plus expendable cast, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like in some of those you root for Jason. Yeah. Like, especially like Jason X. Yeah. He was clearly the hero of that story. <laughs> Dude, Jason X has the best scene. It, it's Buster Rhymes, right? <laughs> I think so. And he's like, it's going to take a lot more than that to kill me after he slashes him. <laughs> and then he hits him again with the machete. He's like, that'll do it. <laughs> Uh, oh god i really hope it's not busta rhymes and you just like imagine it as busta rhymes <laughs> i think it is busta rhymes it may not be <laughs> it's a rapper I, I will say it's a rapper but after busta rhymes was in what eight one of the halloween movies anytime a rapper that i was unfamiliar with emerged in in a horror film it was busta rhymes See, for me, it's always common. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's the common thread. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Aren't God. you going to miss me in Africa? I am not. Something tells me my humor would not do well. <laughs> like in Africa, just these cheap dad jokes. <laughs> and they're like, I, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, and just a bunch of references <laughs> yeah. to things that have no. I don't think it was Buster Rhymes, dude. I just looked it up. <laughs> I don't think it's him at all. <laughs> oh, well, dude. 
Uh, so tell me what you liked about this movie. Um, okay, so I do think that this might have been one of the grossest movies I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like definitely. And, and not just because um, it was inherently, like, like hypersexual, right? Um, because, I mean, that's the thing. Because, like, all right, I guess we haven't really established this. Um, the zombie virus is an STD. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. Um, and so it's seems to be I mean, it's still transmitted by blood and stuff, but it seems to make the people take like a very overtly like aggressive sexual stance instead of just being shambling zombies, which um, kind of reminded me of uh, Crossed, that comic book that you love so much. I like that it's the one that I love so much. But, but in all fairness, I do love that comic book. Yes, it was like but, that. But but it, but that one that adds like just straight up violence too. It's sort of like taking everyone's down to their primal instincts, right? Where this was mainly just sex. Um, but so so it's not just the that that's gross. But like in the first five minutes, there's like necrophilia and rape like just just straight up you know it's like i feel like this movie pushed a lot of envelopes mm-hmm. around um and, and i don't know a dude a dude rips off a girl's vagina and eats it that does happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> that happens in this movie so i mean like if you're looking for real like splatterpunky style Violence? Yeah. Did you just look it up and it wasn't Buster Rhymes? <laughs> yeah. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be thinking of Batman and Robin. Remember was he, he was in, in that, that too? Yeah. Um, Not two. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> well, he was in Halloween. Yeah. Like, not not the remake. One of the sequels. Unless I'm just, my memory might just add Buster Rhymes all over the place. <laughs> I can't think of a movie that wouldn't be better with Buster Rhymes, though. Uh, Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> I've but, never seen that. Um, you never saw Schindler's <laughs> List? No. Oh, my God. It's such a good movie. Is I mean, it the best Liam Neeson movie? Uh, no. <laughs> that would be... Uh, Dark Man. The Grey. <laughs> Remember him versus some wolves? Yeah. I can't believe America um, the, went for that. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's watch him fight wolves. How does that not sound cool to you? Well, remember his wife died like two weeks before that movie came out. And, and I realized you can look it up. It is definitely not two weeks, but it was right before that movie came out. She like died I believe, skiing. I believe and then Buster this is about, Rhymes had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like she died skiing and then he, he had a wolf movie where he was like skiing. Okay, but they didn't, he didn't <laughs> he didn't film that like after. I'm sure that was in post-production before his wife died. I don't know. We got like way <laughs> off topic. The well, correct answer is Dark Man. That is the best Liam Neeson movie. I don't know. All I do know is that Schindler's List is a really good movie. Really yeah. good movie. You got to see it, dude. We can come over to my house. We'll have a Schindler's List <laughs> viewing. <laughs> we can have like themed hors d'oeuvres and stuff. 
Oh God! <laughs> what would what would those be? I don't know. Every like all the food uh, could be black and do white. It. Don't even. Okay. <laughs> oh, like the stripes, like the striped pajamas they had to wear. I, I no, the whole film was black and white. Okay, that. <laughs> Except for one girl wearing like a yellow raincoat, I think it was, and then at the end. She's dead. Spoilers. So uh, geez, she's dude. dead with the yellow raincoat. <laughs> like he sees her in the beginning and then the end. Uh, no, it, it definitely won't be a real like fun viewing. <laughs> like, no. So anyway, this movie was like the grossest movie I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So I mean, it had that like I think it was a, a pretty unique take on the on the the zombie virus or like i guess a logical extension of the idea of it being a virus yeah you know so so that was interesting um i i thought it had some like genuinely funny moments um where uh, (laughs) the one that the one that laughed that made me laugh really hard was whenever the the asshole guy um was trying to get like his chick to sleep with him Right. And he was talking about his blue balls and he said um, that he could like it could lead to explosive penis syndrome. And the thing that made me laugh was he's like, I think one of the popes died from it. And like (laughs) that that made me laugh. (laughs) Um, But I mean, okay, so did you not find it amusing? I found it amusing. But here's the problem. And this honestly, every once in a while you hit a movie where you just don't connect with. And you yeah. you can realize okay yeah this isn't a bad movie or anything it, it I I honestly feel like a lot of the trashier type stuff is just losing me mm-hmm. um just because I a lot of it relies on shock value and if you're not shocked by anything anymore it's like eh. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. and so this hour and a half film took me almost three hours to watch because I kept rewinding because it was not keeping my interest. And also I was getting work emails and stuff like that. And so Mm -hmm. I would do that and then rewind. So yeah, it took me a long time to actually sit down and finish the thing. But, um, really it's not that I'm saying it's bad because I realized that there are many people and that will like it just for Mm -hmm. me, there was no connection and it wasn't, badly made it's just i'm burned out of the like these are stereotypes these are your tropes and get them killed you know well i mean i think tropes exist for a reason you know because they're they're basically narrative shorthand you know and i i think you know doing something unique with them is is good but everything uses them like everything uses them yeah. you know what i mean um <laughs> so i don't know if it's i, I don't know if it's uh, fair i guess to really criticize anything using it <laughs> no <laughs> because i mean like i got you but generally when, things use it and elaborate they, yeah they will use it as a as a foundation not as the soul or like the only no no yeah part, I, I get you what know? you're saying yeah i get it um just I, but i mean just using tropes in general i don't think is really no I mean, like, you know like you just yeah. said everything uses it but yeah, yeah. so i honestly 
that's where I'm at. That's not saying I will dislike every trashy movie. Some of my favorites, I hope with the shotgun was super trashy. I love that film. Uh, Toxic Avenger four. Love that film. It's just, there's this one just didn't connect with me. And I I think what might, might've made it, um, a little less effective is that it kind of seemed uneven, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes it would be like, it it seemed like it was going for, uh, really violent, really gory horror. Right. And then other times it was like campy comedy. Yeah. Right. And, and like that can work, you know, um, like evil dead did that. Right. Uh, especially evil dead two. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the thing is, is like, it wasn't like, here's a scene of violence. Here's a scene of camp. It was, here's campy violence. Yeah. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And let's just be as gross as possible. I mean, the film opens with like, uh, necrophilia, you know? Yeah. And so, no, no I'm talking about, um, Oh, sorry. Uh, it's all good. You, yeah, uh, I'm t- I'm talking about Evil Dead did it well because it was all campy violence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and instead of being like kind of striped. Yeah. Does it does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, like Evil you're Dead saying, Two. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evil Dead One, um, was uh, disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like anyway, um, so, so uh, this movie like it, it kind of seemed like sometimes it didn't know where it wanted to go, you know, but that was the other thing that I was going to say, the pacing, you know, it, it, instead of them really trying to accomplish anything, it was them sitting, waiting to die. So the pacing really wasn't working. It was almost like they followed asylum's guide, which basically asylum has this guide for just making shit movies where you need to kill every eight minutes and you can stretch it. Do they literally have a, like a formula? Yeah, they have, yeah, them and sci-fi channel both have this formula where they cracked it Mm. that way they can take commercial breaks and not. And so anyway, yeah, it's a kill every eight minutes, shoot in daylight, uh, a bunch of different things. I mean, Disney has the same thing, sort of, too, um, where it, it's about character design, though. Yeah, but Disney's about... made billions. <laughs> the what? Asylum, I'm not even <laughs> sure that they've made a good movie. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, but okay, so um, about the unevenness thing, right? Um, my, my main criticism of this movie um, is that towards the end, it stopped following its own rules. You know, like the first person, uh, well, not the first person, but the first person out of the main cast that's infected, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It gets infected because she accidentally sits slightly on a toilet seat. Yeah, but then other people could be covered in blood and... Yeah, at the end, at the end, they're they're fighting each other. um, And, well, I guess... No, I guess the very end actually makes it make more sense. Yeah, I that would almost seem like a patch job because he's like, I guess I'm immune, you know. Yeah, and and then because it doesn't happen right away, so I guess it's been a while. And she said, like, "What did you do to me?" So I just assumed it was that kiss that did it. 
Yeah. But I guess it could have been the action from before. It was just that makes sense now that I think about it, but it was just really unclear. Uh, one of the other things that I didn't really praise, and it, it almost sounds like a criticism because uh, I said that the characters were basically two dimensional. Um, mm-hmm. The acting was all right. The acting yeah, was the not acting bad. Was good. I, I think overall the acting was good. The the film looked good, like mm-hmm. it was shot pretty well. Um, it had cool poster art. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it did. Uh, I know it was really cool. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it it was it. It wasn't like a a poorly made film. No, you know? no. Actually, it harkened back more than anything to me. Uh, to uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. A few years back, there was an anthology called uh, Chillerama. Uh, I remember slightly. It was like it. It was just kind of over the top, uh, and it reminded me a lot of some of the things in Chillerama. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, what are you going to give it out of five? Um, honestly, probably three, three and a half. Really? Like I, I actually, in, I, I didn't hate it. You yeah, know? no, I got you. Um, I, I, I thought there was a, there were some good things going for it. You know, um, I feel l- like I, I think honestly, um, it would have been a little bit more effective uh, one way or the other, okay? Like if it was more campy, and honestly, this is going to sound this is going to sound bad, and I, I I know he's listened to the show, so I hope this doesn't piss him off. <laughs> but if it was shot a little crappier, like early uh, Chris Seaver, <laughs> you know, I think you might, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I mean, it, I don't think Chris like Seaver that. thinks that his early stuff was shot well, so I don't think that would... But, but I'm saying, like, you know, if it was done like that, I think uh, it would have been uh, a little bit more effective. Or if it was done the other way and gone just straight for the horror, I think it would have been a little bit more effective. Yeah, You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of stuck in this um, uh, almost limbo where it was crafted really well, but some of the things kind of fell flat. You know what I think that's a product of? I think it's a product of true love for the genre. And and people wanting to to do, but also wanting to get to this next level. So they're they're like pushing it on a technical basis as good as they can make it. But it's so much of a love letter to the genre that it forgets to be its own thing. I can see that. I mean, because like I said, it like the the practical effects and stuff are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple death scenes in there that are like really gruesome and really really done well. Um, <laughs> I just think like some of the pacing was a little weird. And then um, I'm not going to go into spoilers for it, but at the end, did they like stumble into a different movie? Like <laughs> with with the you're looking at me like you don't remember what I'm talking about. Like the hotel manager scene. No, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you you know what I mean? It almost feels like they they just kind of switched genres for a second and then went back to what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, all in um, all, I, I'll say my personal feelings for it um, are, are not what I'm going to rate it because 
I don't know that I'd ever watch this again, or maybe I need to, because sometimes first time you see something like I hated Zoolander the first time I saw it, hated, which is so weird. And now it's one of my favorite films, not saying that this will happen, but sometimes the second viewing helps. But my yeah. personal feelings would say a two out of five, but I recognize that it, it's not as bad as I, I felt about it i think a lot of it was me being sidetracked and stuff like that so i would yeah. i would give it a three out of five i wouldn't go three five though but i think i am three five all right well yeah. well i mean it wasn't bad I, I think if you're a fan of trauma if you're a fan of old school horror that's not really especially scary but you you miss the the old days of campy horror um give it a shot yeah uh and i, I believe on amazon it's only like 2.99 to rent so uh 3.99 i think oh. but still check it out i i just said that because i literally have the imd page up right now and it has watch now from 3.99 at uh, okay. amazon video <laughs> well yeah so give it a shot and uh i guess we'll be back with the con- conclusion of Argento's Mother's Trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, before our rebirth. All right, we'll be right back. Would you please remove your podcast from the internet? It doesn't help the world in any way. You don't possess those skills. What a sad life way to express yourself to your peers. Mel suggested we record a promo for Barely Living the Dream, our podcast about independent filmmaking straight from the trenches. I suggested we read some hate mail, you know, to keep us humble. This one, I this one uh, was I'm right after the place showed it was free. Now, if I, I got to get this out of this office, I'm supposed to be talking about a movie that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Join us as we talk about making movies and living the dream. Barely. New episodes available every couple weeks. When we aren't on set. Only on the B&E Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and bmoviesandebooks.com. How do you think you guys sound like total fools? All right, we're back with our coverage of uh, The Mother of Tears. That's that's what I just it is. like how sure you were of yourself. Yeah. There. Well, I knew we were back. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> sure what we were covering. Uh, so yeah, the mother of tears, the fantastic conclusion to Argento's Three Mothers trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, was fantastic in quotes? <laughs> no, no. So this one, uh, okay, I've seen this before, but because I know that I rented it, it had. Uh, it had this like dimension extreme was this crappy line of dimension yeah. films and they had it across the cover. And I remember thinking like, that's kind of weird that, you know, it almost made it seem cheaper, you know, cause it's like Suspiria oh, yeah, part three, <laughs> you know, <And> so, <laughs> definitely. So anyway, but, uh, yeah, so I've seen it. That said, I did not remember anything about this. Like not one bit. Like I was like, is this the same film? And I remember hating it. Uh, things have changed a little. <laughs> so, anyway, so, I, I I feel like okay, j- just real quick, all of the these three mother movies, right? They're all pretty atmospherical, uh-huh. correct? I feel like this one had the least amount of things happen in it. <laughs> yeah, this one was. <laughs> this one had the most in your face, almost like new horror type stuff yeah definitely out of the three 
it had the least uh, ambient lighting and it, like it didn't look like an Argento film, really. It didn't okay. seem that inspired. Yeah. But even even though he's had like the the script and stuff written since the 80s. Oh, really? See, that's what it said. Yeah. So they had these things going for it. But uh, on the other hand, I, I guess because I was expecting to hate it, I hadn't seen it since it was a new release. And I didn't I did not hate this at all. I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I think out of the three films, it's the weakest. Yeah, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. I really like. I love Suspiria. Um, yeah, Suspiria is the best one. Yeah, and spoiler so, alert. <laughs> and so, anyway, I mean, but this one, I felt like the characters were a little more relatable, especially versus Inferno. It mm-hmm. had the least relatable characters to me. The characters in this were a little more relatable, but also there was so much less known about them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and even by the end, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I couldn't tell you what what this woman does in her spare time. <laughs> you know? Like, like I couldn't her, name you a single hobby. No, or, well, I mean, or what she does for a job. Well, she does something for a job. She works at that museum, right? Yeah. She like restores things. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, but like, uh, was she a sports fan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she like field hockey. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I feel like is, is that something that normally happens, like in movies you watch, where just like there's a plot, but then there's like half the movie is them sitting around doing their hobbies. Is that, is that the kind of movies you watch? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm really, like, I'm that guy that's all mad that they don't include, like, well, why does it never show the character sleeping? You yeah. Know? Like, he didn't get up to go pee once. <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> I, um, totally unrelatable. Yeah. But, like, a film like American Pie. I saw a guy pee five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh god any tom hanks movie does he pee a lot in movies he pees in like every single one of his movies that's his quirk like brad yeah. pitt's always eating and tom hanks yep. is always peeing that's exactly what it is oh really yeah huh. huh well maybe that's why he's beloved by a generation i mean i'm just probably <laughs> but anyway <laughs> <It's> relatable <laughs> uh but yeah so long story short um this is essentially the plot of the other two films. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, basically, um, the MacGuffin is found and it leads to witches that live in a house. Exactly. Or not, not so much a house in this one, really. Kinda. Um, I did. I mean, it's it's under a house. It but made yeah. me laugh exactly how exact same the ending of this was. Like, <laughs> like, like this is supposed to be the end of the the trilogy, right? And so I figure, okay, we're gonna amp it up, and they kind of did. They made it more violent. You know, yeah. they made it a lot more violent, actually. And and there was the a last, full... the last ten minutes are are pretty disturbing. <laughs> There, yeah, there's a full-blown coven of witches that were uh, they would do stuff and then just things would happen on a grand scale chaos you know yeah and i thought that that was kind of cool whereas yeah. in, in the other films i i mean they controlled stuff sort of but it wasn't it, like a full-blown it was chaos. 
it was really self-contained though yeah so that was cool um but i mean (laughs) honestly this film if you've seen those two this uh, really didn't offer a whole lot more does it to you i I thought not really they made some really really interesting choices though like one of the characters you think is dead and then they show back up and uh she's like you know i thought you were dead and it turned out the person man or woman i won't spoil it (laughs) the person is still alive or or, you know it looks like they're still alive and now it's a witch controlling basically their dead body yeah (laughs) you know i thought that was like a, a really cool thing because it seemed like the witches were much more prevalent in this movie than just like in the somewhere dwelling in the background the the witches in the other ones kind of seemed like they weren't harming anybody you know like the 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 witch in suspiria just wanted to run a dance school you know um like i guess like honestly i don't remember anything bad that the no like the witch in inferno just took care of the elderly architect guy (laughs) like these people like they were just like minding their own business and meddling kids came around and ruined everything so it's the worst scooby-doo ever yeah this is yeah it's like if scooby-doo if you felt bad for the old man who dressed up like a monster and you know to haunt an amusement park or whatever the hell they did but (laughs) like this is the only one where they were doing something like legitimately bad yeah, this gets dark really bad in a few places, like real dark. Um, yeah, the witch does the spell <laughs> like and this the lady and her baby. Yes, <laughs> I love that one. Did, okay, admit it. Did you laugh a little? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely laughed at that. I did too. I was like, how random. Uh, yeah. So this witch, it, it shows a witch like doing her spell. And then this lady's walking across a bridge and she just picks her baby up and throws it and it hits it hits the bridge <laughs> on the way the down <laughs> on the way down and then, and then she just starts crying. She immediately regrets it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know that that's something that you wouldn't immediately regret. <laughs> um, but she didn't regret it enough to to, to kill herself. So no. You know, um, <laughs> I'm not or, or even like, or even just jump in, see if her baby's fine, like that sort of thing. But okay, so the other thing that's different about this movie is that it was also basically Harry Potter. <laughs> like, you know, like um, the the main protagonist Sarah uh, about the middle of it finds out she's got like wizard powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and um, her parents uh, died fighting the evil witch, just like in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and her mom is just like, it pops out. So she, <laughs> she <laughs> immediately is like, you know, the first time anything happens, which the opening scene is really cool, I thought. Like, I was all in. What are you doing? Nothing. Shut it up. Sounds like you're going... No, (laughs) it is odd that that sound pops up right as you turn your video off. (laughs) No, it's it's my um, like the my headphone case because I'm wearing headphones and I've got like the the two ends of it together and I'm clacking them together. Uh, Okay, all right. 
right, I'll put it away. It's fine. I, I have two screws that I mess with the entire <laughs> podcast, every episode. It's <laughs> the same screws. Yeah. Um, they've been here since the beginning. Oh, God. But, uh, You're a mascot. Yeah, every once in a while, throughout the episodes, you'll hear them drop. Um, <laughs> so, so the okay, the beginning of the, the thing, are you talking about when... Um, the old priest guy opens the the tomb or are you talking about like the, the opening next credits? scene uh no no he opens the tomb and then he ships off uh what is basically just like figures oh, of the witch oh when they open it yeah when they open it <laughs> yeah i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah so they open it and all of a sudden monkeys start coming out and a hooded figure murders this woman. And I was like, dude, anytime you got monkeys and hooded figures, I'm watching that movie. I do appreciate how the murders happened with like old medieval torture devices. Uh-huh. Um, like he used that pair of anguish on her. And, oh, then, yeah. and then later there's the this eye poker thing. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. It was perfectly yeah. spaced out too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those medieval torture people did their research. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So like that that scene I thought was cool. Uh, later, there's this dream scene that's just bizarre where <laughs> she's dreaming, 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 and then all of a sudden, just this giant devil or like little like little person yeah, yeah. devil type. That's the opposite of giant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just pops out and goes. Ah! Like, yeah, it just screams in her face. <laughs> I laugh so hard at that too. Um, but okay, um, I do say though that this movie, like, part of it was very, very confusing to me, and it was, what year was this happening? <laughs> I mean, like, I when was this supposed this to be happening? Oh eight. Yeah, it, uh, so did I. Okay. Um, first of all, it looks like it was like a nineties made for TV movie. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. It, th- that's the downside of this. This definitely for something that was released in 08, it's the most nineties thing I've ever seen. Yeah, It's ridiculous. Um, it, I really kind of feel like he was sitting on it from the nineties and then just like, Oh, I made this movie, but <laughs> there, there's like a, like a 2007 model Nokia cell phone in it. So, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was really confusing because like this whole movie, I'm like, Oh, well maybe this is actually set right after Inferno, you know, or very, very close to it because they mention her parents fighting, um, fighting one the, other the, the one from Suspiria. And, uh, mother and, Suspi- Suspiratorum or whatever. Yeah, the mother of size. Like, they, 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 they fought her, and that's why she was so old and decrepit in, in Suspiria, because they left her weakened. So that means that happened right before Suspiria, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, or, or they said many years ago, or whatever, um, and it was unclear as to whether or not, like, well, I guess she had to have been born because her parents died, <laughs> but how old she was. Did it ever say how old she was when her parents died? No, but I mean, she would have been born. She was like in her thirties in, in 08. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, but Suspiria happened what in 77, 77 78, one of those two. Yeah. Okay. So. I guess I guess it makes sense, but it feels like it was the 90s, and then later she meets this bum, 
right? This hobo guy in an alley. And she's like, how long have you been down here? And he says, uh, 20 to 30 years since the Nazis left. <laughs> well, or no, he says, he says 30 to 40 years. So if it's been 40 years, that would put it in like the, in the mid eighties. Yeah. I don't which know, would put it, which would put it right after Inferno. Well, what? but there's a fucking 2007 cell phone in it and she uses it. Well, hold on. Let's think about this though. That bum could have been crazy. Yes. He, he, it, it was revealed later that he was part of the witch's coven. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess he would be an unreliable narrator if you've ever seen one, um, a crazy bum in a, <laughs> that witch's yeah. coven. But it just like the whole time I'm like this, this, like the way it looks, the way people are dressed and stuff, like it looks like it's the nineties. I don't know, man. And it makes sense except for that cell phone. Well, I, <laughs> who cares i care does it I bother mean, you that bad that was the glaring flaw has, like most of my notes are that <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like like that and and also whenever she first discovers her wizard powers um and the detective guy is looking for her right and then like he he leaves and then he comes back like a jurassic park dinosaur to smell around right and he gets right up on her in the corner of the, she's in a bookstore, right? Mm. And she's crouched in the corner between two bookshelves. Yeah. And he gets right up in there and like sniffing the corner with his nose. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I love that scene. <laughs> it's like, like I realized it cause it's shot from behind. And so it's there like looking sus- like it's supposed to be suspenseful or whatever. And I'm just like, why is he sniffing the corner of this bookstore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a weird film. I, yeah. It definitely has its flaws, but so does Suspiria. So does Inferno. You know, like these are odd films. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, one, one more thing, if I can cut you off before sure. you do um, So the detective has a mustache <laughs> at the beginning, right? Uh-huh. And then when he's with her fighting the witches, he does not. And then he has it again at the end. <laughs> well, I can I mean, solve I, that. Okay, he I shaved might it be off. Crazy, but they did fight witches. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so maybe that took a toll and aged him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did one of them touch his face? They did. They maimed him, didn't they? Didn't they maim that detective somehow? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. I'm, I'm going to say I lost my shit whenever. All right. So just like the other other two films, after they defeat the witch. Oh, I've got 1% on my phone. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's plugged in, right? No. Oh, I have the stupid Thunderbolt things. Okay. Um, okay. So witches, go. So after, <laughs> do you want to take a break? No, let's go. Let's okay. do this. So. They are fighting the witches, and the house is crumbling, just like the other ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this giant spear <laughs> yeah. breaks off the top of the it's house. A, and it's, an, it's like an obelisk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It just, an enormous obelisk. just stabs through the wind. <laughs> so I'm getting the only real way to kill a witch is collapse a house on top of them. Yeah. Do you think Sir, uh, Argento watched a lot of Wizard of Oz? Because that's how they kill a witch in that. I think maybe maybe this is all 
kind of Ozzy. Maybe, maybe that's like legitimately the only way to kill a witch. I will say, and Argento is so deep into the occult, right? So that he knows that, and so he's just trying to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think you have a witch in your house, uh, collapse it, drop it on him. Yeah. Uh, um, no. Um, okay. So the first one had a terrible dog at- attack scene. <laughs> yes. Second one had cats. This one, they had so many red herrings for the monkeys to attack, and yeah. never did. Like they yeah, just kind of sat. Aussieian too. Yeah, that's what that's what got me thinking about it. Um, huh? But okay, so since your phone's about to die, and we need to wrap it up anyway, uh, what would you give this? Three and a half. I, I would easily say three and a half. Exactly. It, it's yeah. but it's I, it's the worst of the three mothers, but it was still. Yeah, it's if, good. If I could get over what what the hell time frame this movie was made in, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. Okay. But, well, I guess we will be back in two, possibly three weeks. Yeah, with our uh, if if I make it home alive, you'll be fine. <laughs> good luck in Africa. And Thanks. We will see you then. <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Man Jack, you've been listening to B-movies and e-books, and you can check out these crazy cats every two weeks or so on iTunes, Stitcher, and I don't know other places. So anyway, leave them a five-star review. Also, check them out on Twitter at B&E Pod, and subscribe to the B&E Master Feed if you're a fan and you're a real cool daddy. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. (laughs) (laughs) Bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. (sighs) Uh, Loppers? Slingshot. (gasps) Yeah. Ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.